Bonjour and welcome to another episode of EveryoneHatesMarketers.com, the no-fluff, actionable marketing podcast for people sick of marketing bullshit. I'm your host, Louis Grenier. After four years, 175 episodes recorded, 9,625 minutes of no-bullshit content published, and 1 million plus downloads reached, I felt it was time to shake things up a bit. You see... I want to help you radically stand out because I firmly believe it's the only way for you to succeed without marketing bullshit. So moving forward, each episode is going to be around 20 minutes long. Each episode is going to be super practical where I'm going to teach you one way to radically stand out that you can apply to your business today. I'm going to use snippets of past interviews, the lessons I've learned from my own experience and plenty of concrete examples. Oh, and one last thing. I'm also turning each of those episodes into the only newsletter focusing on differentiation and positioning so you can read at your own pace and remember the concept I'm teaching. If it's of interest, I hope you'll sign up today on everyonehatesmarketers.com. I'll also notify you when I launch new stuff and products and you can win rewards for referring other mavericks to the newsletter, like branded cups and t-shirts and posters and private group coaching and plenty of other nice little surprises. All right, on to the podcast. Positioning is like playing a game of hungry, hungry hippos. If you don't know about it, just imagine a board with 20 marbles in the middle and a hippo at each corner that you control by a lever. In fact, there is an ad from the 80s that described the game pretty well. If you wanna win the game, you gotta take a good aim and get the most marbles with your hippo. Playing hungry, hungry hippos. Hungry, hungry hippos. Hungry, hungry hippos is the name of the game, and whosoever hippo gets the most marbles wins. Playing hungry, hungry hippos. Hungry, hungry hippos. Hungry, hungry hippos from Hasbro. So I know it's a bit wild to compare positioning with hungry, hungry hippos, which is a very simple game to play. And obviously I'm going to expand at the game to include a few things that are not in the original version, but I found it super helpful to understand it from this perspective because I know positioning is a concept that most of us struggle with because it's quite wide and deep and, and difficult to understand. So here are a few principles to follow. I hope you enjoy. So the first principle is that the game is actually controlled by the marbles, your marbles being your potential buyers. When they encounter your hippo, which is your product or service, for the very first time, they will look at clues to help them figure out what animal it is. For them, if it lives in a mangrove swamp, if it has a barrel-shaped torso, if it has a wide opening mouth with large canine tusks and a hairless body, it must be a hippo. Now, your hippo may dream of being a bull. You know, it might be wearing fake horns, it might be walking on stilts so it appears taller, but it doesn't matter. Because in positioning, if it looks like a hippo, runs like a hippo, and lives where hippos tend to live, it is a hippo. Principle number two, don't start munching at marbles straight away. If your hippo wants to take good aim, it first needs to map the entire board which is the market. Gobbling the marbles must come later. 
It's a step missed by most hippos that are in a hurry. The hippo must spend time with the marbles. It needs to observe them, talk to them, hang out with marble experts that know the bird very well. Once this is done, it can do the rest. In positioning, your hippo can't take good aim without mapping the entire board. Principle number three. Your hippo can't expect to gobble all the marbles if it tries to play on multiple boards, which are the markets, at the same time. Your hippo will simply exhaust itself running from board to board, running from swamp to swamp, trying to find a board with marbles that it could gobble. The marbles won't know this hippo as much as the other hippos who've been on the board for a while, and your hippo will run out of gas, really, and won't be able to really serve them and find those marbles as well as the others. So in positioning, it's better for your hippo to stay put and obsess over the board it currently lives on. Principle number four, your hippo might be tempted to pick the biggest board possible. But it's a bad idea. So you might ask yourself, who wouldn't want to play on a board with marbles beyond measure? Well, the problem is that it's probably occupied by much larger, much more aggressive, semi-aquatic mammals who've been there for ages. And the truth is that marbles tend to be much more loyal to those massive hippos who've been there for a while. In positioning, you can't expect to win if you try to compete head-to-head against much, much larger hippos. Principle number five, your hippo might try to create a brand new board with no competitors, no other hippos to fight against. Who wouldn't want to gobble all the marbles on a board with no other hippos? I mean, the game is much easier to win, right? You only have one hippo on the board, you don't have anyone around. Well, the problem is that when you try to create a brand new board by yourself, no marbles will show up at first. Your hippo will have to shout day and night for ages before being noticed. And it will very likely starve to death if it doesn't have enough fat around its belly. In positioning, only very mature hippos who get administered food through an IV, which are basically the investors with deep pockets, have the resources to prove to marbles that the board deserves to exist. Principle number six, the best way for your hippo to munch enough marbles is to focus on a small corner of the board. That's because those big hippos are probably way too massive to be able to reach those corners. And as a result, those marbles might feel underserved and might be actually looking for a change. So your hippo's goal should be to find a corner of the board that is big enough to matter, small enough to lead, and a good fit with your hippo's strength. And the truth is it can feed off of those underserved marbles for a long while before considering expanding its corner to get a bit more marbles. So in positioning, don't worry about where your hippo is going to be in 10 years from now. It just needs to survive this year and expand out later. Principle number seven, the game should actually be called Hungry Hungry Hoofed Animals. That's because marbles are funny little things when faced with a challenge. Not only might they look at other hippos, those will be your direct competitors. They might also consider hippos' closest living relatives, like sperm whales or Amazon river dolphins. That would be your product alternatives. Or they might go further and look at all hoofed animals which hippos are part of, like pigs, antelopes, and llamas. Those are the competitive alternatives in general. So in positioning, your hippo doesn't just compete against other hippos. It competes against any hoofed animals. Principle number eight. Only hippo connoisseurs can spot the difference between two specimens. Your hippo might have slightly longer canines than its neighbor, it might even have a scar on its right side, or it may weigh 10 kilos more than the average hippo. But from the perspective of the marbles, you all look the same. 
In positioning, small differences don't really matter. Only a small proportion of the marbles will be able to spot them. Principle number nine, the first glance at your hippo matters a whole lot. Marbles are more likely to remember things they've learned about your hippo the very first time they come across it. That's called the primacy effect. Make sure your hippo shows its best side so marbles quickly understand what it is, what it does, how it looks like, who it's for, etc, etc. Because in positioning, first impressions matter. Principle 10. There is a reason why hippopotamus comes from river horse in ancient Greek. Marbles compare animals they don't know with animals they already know. That's because they try to save as much brain power as possible by using concepts they already know and understand. That's why it's much easier to describe a hippo as a river horse than trying to describe it from scratch. It has a fat round belly, it has small legs, it's brown, etc. It takes a long while for marbles to process that. In positioning, leaning on concepts that marbles already know helps your hippo to be noticed and understood. Principle number 11. Your hippo's sole focus should be to build a moat. A moat is a deep, broad ditch that provides a line of defense from all of the other hoofed animals on the board. It should be based on something underserved marbles in a specific corner of the board care about a lot. Marbles will travel from afar on the board to find that corner and to find your moat. Once your hippo has found that one thing, that one moat, it should focus all its energy to make the moat even higher. It shouldn't be distracted by other stuff that it could become good at. That's because in positioning, focusing on one thing is a matter of life or death for your hippo. Principle number 12, beware of the deadly FWMTS hippo trap. Hippos are greedy creatures who obsess over the next feat. So this FWMTS trap, which stands for forget what made them successful, which is a, a term coined by position expert Jack Trout and Al Rice, looks like a hole full of marbles on the horizon. So it could be tempted to leave the moat to get there because it looks like there's plenty of marbles there, but it's just an illusion. To win the game, your hippo must stay put and believe that it's exactly where it's supposed to be. In positioning, consistency is underrated. Your hippo must keep at it months after months, year after year. Its aim will become better and better as time passes. Last principle, principle number 13. Marbles only consider one or two hippos at a time. They never really look at the entire board. That's because they are pressed for time. They have other worries. They can't possibly consider all the hippos that are on the board. It'd be too exhausting. Instead, they tend to go for the hippos they've come across before. Even if they might not objectively be the best, they might not be the fattest, the highest, the quickest. But it doesn't matter for them because they know them already. And that's because in positioning, no matter how good your hippo's aim is, it pays to be known. So I bet you'll never see positioning and hippos at the same way ever again. And I hope it clarified a few things about positioning and what it really is. That's it for another episode of everyonehatesmarketers.com. I'm pouring my heart and soul into this. Uh, it will mean a lot to me if you check out the newsletter that goes with this podcast at everyonehatesmarketers.com. I send this newsletter every Tuesday. It's packed with very practical, step-by-step, -step, actionable ways for you to radically stand out. And when you sign up, you also get access to a free eight-lesson course on the same topic. All right, see you on the other side. 
And that's it for another episode of EveryoneHatesMarketers.com. Thank you so much for listening. I'm super, super grateful. I'd love for you to consider subscribing to my daily newsletter, Monday to Friday, called Stand the Fuck Out Daily. I send very short, hopefully interesting, surprising, shocking, entertaining content to help you stand the fuck out. It's at EveryoneHatesMarketers.com. You can subscribe for free and obviously unsubscribe whenever you want. I'm just going to read a couple of emails that I got recently as a reply. Juma said, your content attacks the mind primarily, which is such a good thing because most of us are skilled at what we do, but we don't have the courage to do it our way. Mark, who just subscribed a couple uh, days before, said, this is my first issue of your newsletter. Love it. Glad I subscribed. Brianna said, I just realized this morning that my email habit is now to one, skim through the list, two, select all unread industry email except yours, three, delete and don't think twice, four, quickly skim yours. Amy said, also loving the new content that's coming from you. It feels really lovely. Candle said, I like your writing a lot. It really resonates. There's so much bullshit out there. It's good to touch the authentic. And Chloe said, where is the I fucking love this email button? Brilliant. I hope you subscribe. You'll be joining more than 14,000 subscribers at this stage, which is crazy. It's the size of a small stadium. Anyway, thank you so much. See you on the other side.